0: That's right. I changed up the intro for you. I like it. Do you know who it is?
1: Is it Amy Winehouse? Yup. Amy was one of my favorites. I cried when she died.
0: Yeah, you are. Every time I hear an Aaliyah song, I'm like, she should be Beyonce. And I wonder who Amy Winehouse would be if she didn't have her demons. Adele. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Definitely Adele. I loved, I loved Amy. I was so sad. I worked at Nordstrom's when I was in high school and they were, those Sadity people, they only played music like Amy Winehouse. <laughs> and so I knew all of her music.
0: You're 1,000% right. And I think she, obviously her demons had a lot to do with it, but Adele was as clean cut as they come. Like you could market her to anybody and obviously you couldn't do that with Amy Winehouse because of her image, but if she didn't have that mm-hmm. image, you're a fat, like you have never been more right in anything in your life.
1: I am telling you, I love Amy Winehouse. I still listen to her, um, the, one of the songs, Thomas hates it too, where she sings about, um, are you, uh, are you a lady boy? Are you my man or a lady boy? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's actually incredibly inappropriate, but it's funny.
0: Um, welcome to the show, Eric Chase and the fam. It's Eric and Alex here on a Monday. It's election eve. It's also, mm. uh, forget forget about the other thing. Um, we won't do much of that stuff today because everything that we've wanted to say has been said. And now it's time to take how many of our days it will take to uh, to count votes. And we'll all just watch.
1: It is my Super Bowl, the election stuff. Really? It is. I do enjoy it. Last in 2016, I like pulled my bed out of my bedroom and put it in the living room because I didn't have a TV in the bedroom. I put it in the living room so I could be out there all night watching it and with the with my cat.
0: I will never forget when I woke up um, <laughs> the Wednesday after that election.
1: What? Yep. Cause same. I think that's a general. Like everybody has a, I I will never forget that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went to bed and it was like, it seemed like she was going to win, but it, it wasn't for sure. And I, and I went to bed thinking, he's a reality star. You know, ultimately, things will shake out in reality. And I woke up and I had to shake the, the sleep out of my eyes at like four something in the morning. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Like, I felt gut punched, but wh- whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for anything this time around. And I get, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm not going to project anything. I'm not going to predict anything. I'm not going to offer any opinions that I haven't already. We're here where we are.
1: I mean, I feel like the thing that's going to shock us is going to be if there's any backlash that day. Like, apparently the White House just put up a fence that you can't scale. And they used a term like an unscalable a, 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 fence or something like that. I don't know, around the White House. But I'm just curious what, you know, considering there's been a t- more... Riots and protests and demonstrations and people walking around neighborhoods with rifles. I'll be curious what is what all of that is gonna, if any, is gonna happen election night and the next day. Like what we're gonna wake up to, to be honest.
0: And then the rush to count things to get yeah some conclusivity so that we're not just all waiting like tapping on the table mm-hmm. with a lot of tension. So.
1: There's a possibility that I know. I know there's a possibility we'll find out that day, but um, I won't count on it. I won't hold my breath.
0: Uh, So that'll be the end of that, I think for the most part. So let's, let's, uh, let's hit some, uh, some, I guess, entertainment things here before we, uh, before we move around and jump around the things like there's a strike going on. Um, Jen, our buddy, Jen Wakefield had an interesting question on her Facebook page that I think we can throw out for some, Uh, some, some brief discussion, but um. So this American Idol girl passed away. You you saw this, right?
1: I saw it, but I didn't recognize her, but I didn't look further to see if I knew who she was.
0: Um, I vaguely remember her. I, I probably was as into American. There was no other season that I was into American Idol during the fir- Then during the first season, I've just never been a fan of singing shows. But this was so new at the time; it was like 2000, 2001. And mm-hmm. I had forgotten. Like I remembered her because of the color of her hair. I, I had do for-
1: remember her.
0: I had forgotten she finished third behind uh, Kelly and then Justin. And um, so she passed away because she suffered a brain aneurysm and was taken uh, off. She had that brain aneurysm late last week and she was taken off life support, I guess, uh, yesterday at the age of 42 years old. And she was uh, she, she long had, I guess, alcoholism and uh, sobriety issues. So very sad story. And uh, when I went to go dig up some audio, I forgot how grainy pre-HD TV was. Um <laughs> And I saw uh, how young Ryan Seacrest looked then. And Brian Dunkelman, do you remember him? No. He was the first season co-host with Seacrest. <gasps> nobody, nobody liked him. And he would not have survived the internet or Twitter today. Like, he was reviled.
1: I'm, gonna, I'm Googling him right now. All right,
0: let me play this. Black Everybody having to sing that song in American Idol.
1: So re- <laughs> I actually really love that song. And I remember her now because she was very grungy. Yeah. And um, I really liked her voice. So that, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's that's too bad.
0: Yeah, that's Nikki, too bad. Nikki McKibben. Also, I'm a little somber today because uh, what's... Remaining of my friends over at iHeart, uh, some of them lost their jobs today, and apparently it's another day of carnage across the uh, the company with with job loss. There, not not surprising, but obviously it hit, it hits close to home because. We're all in this together. Uh, not COVID stuff, but like all in the same indus- industry. Zone. Industry. My friend is texting me like what she's finding out. Because I told her about here and she's been letting you know about people around the country. So wow. it sucks. Maybe I'll be working with you sooner than we think. <gasps> you should. You should. That would be fun. We could be a duo. Dynamic a good, duo. A not, good not, not yet. I'm going to run this train until there are no tracks left. I'm for that too. Um. So Sean Connery died at the age of 90. I believe he died of being old.
1: What a handsome man. Really? I think so. He's my type.
0: Um. Oh, God, the Sweetie song just went through my head. <laughs> that's my type.
1: That's my type. <laughs> Actually, that's so funny because the other song for me is I don't got no type. What's, What's the, that? um It came out a while ago. It is the only thing that I like. What is it? Somebody tell us. Somebody tell us. I can't get it together.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, show Connery down over the weekend. I believe he was 90 years old. and he is old. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I have my. I have a couple of distinct memories from him. One, I, I. You know, I've never seen a Bond movie. Really? Yeah, never seen a Bond movie.
1: Why? What's your. What's your deal with it?
0: Because by the time when I was like getting into movies, everything was Bondified.
1: That's. That's true. And the what? song is by Ray Schmurder. Schmer, Ray Schmurder.
0: Yeah, no type. Do you you know what Ray Schremer is? No. Uh, It's drummer's ears backwards. Oh. Mind blown. Clever. Black Beatles is one of my favorite hip-hop songs in the last 10 years.
1: You know what else blows your mind? Is it Pet Smart or Pet
0: Smart? Still trying to figure that out. That's, (laughs) That's right there when Floyd told me that Block Party is because they they block off, then they block it off, not that uh-huh. it's on a block. I'm like, wow! Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I've never seen a Bond movie because everything was Bondified when I got into movies. But I did, love, like my favorite role of his, and I never saw the, uh, is it Escape from, the, the Rock, is that what it was called? Uh... Him and Nicolas Cage, I think they escaped from Alcatraz or something?
1: Oh, um, I don't remember. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Is it Red October?
0: Well, there's that one, too. Uh, didn't see that. But the movie that I recall him most for is uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when 80 times he'd go, Junior! Junior! <laughs> and uh, they slept with the same girl. And in real life, while uh, Connery was Harrison Ford's dad, they were actually 12 years apart, only 12 years apart in age.
1: So I did, I've not really seen any, yeah, The Rock you're referring to. I have not seen any uh, Sean Connery films, to be honest. Not even League of Extraordinary uh, Gentlemen. Another one, yeah. I have not seen, I mean, I know his movies, but I haven't really seen any of them. I just, I don't know. I just never had an interest.
0: But I I, liked him. I think, and I hope you'll know these, I only found one that I could actually, that I felt safe putting on the air. (laughs) Um, But... Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, here we go. I'll take whore-ads for 200. <laughs> it is, it is who reads, it's about books. It's, it's not whore-ads. <laughs> That's it Connery, you're on a timeout. You've seen these, right?
1: I know that SNL did skits on him a lot.
0: Yeah. uh, Daryl Hammond played played Sean Connery, and he always tormented Will Ferrell. Here's another one. I'll take Jap Anus Relations for 200. Sorry, that's
1: Japan US relations. That's just awful and you know it. Two more.
0: Uh, the category is catch catch these men.
1: I'll take catch the seaman for eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's not catch the semen. Is that what the moustache is for, Trebek?
0: <laughs> and one Tom more. Hanks, would you just uh... finally, Mr.
1: Connery, the category was numbers, and you wrote a letter V. Well, I tell you what, my friend. V is a Roman numeral, so despite
0: your best efforts, you answered correctly. Let's see what you wagered. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> all the mom jokes too so classic one of my favorite bits
1: oh man oh it's too bad
0: it's been a while but one of the one of the most hysterical celebrity jeopardies they've done uh recently was um i think with chadwick boseman
1: yes yeah he did a good one and
0: i forget some of the jokes but they were really good
1: yeah they did one with eddie murphy too
0: uh, yeah uh, a, a classic bit and a, and a classic rivalry, rivalry between Alex Trebek and um and Sean Connery at least and then and Alex Trebek, by the way still going still beating, kicking still beating pancreatic cancer unbelievable good for him um okay so uh this uh this this gen topic I'm completely stealing so you, you saw her post about trick-or-treating right
1: I did and I read everybody's comments <laughs> I I totally creeped on it without actually responding whoops
0: Um, And Jen asked, how do you feel about other neighborhood kids coming to your neighborhood to trick or treat? And um, Kelsey, the Springfield counselor, I think pretty much ended the discussion with, it's fine, just behave. Mm -hmm. And and some of those kids don't have safe places to trick or treat.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, that's been a practice for ever, to be honest. I lived in a terrible neighborhood at one point in time, although I think I did trick or treat there. Uh, But, I mean, it's just that some kids just don't have the advantages of other kids i loved when i trick-or-treated i did not trick-or-treat but when i went with my nephews this weekend i mean their neighborhood was so fun and it was at one point we got to the edge of the neighborhood and i could see there was like 20 cars that were parked um along the road coming into that neighborhood and i'm like those must all be cars you know, for people who don't live in this neighborhood, but every single house was decorated. I mean, one house had, was, they literally had a projector projecting hocus pocus onto their garage door. Like there was bonfires. There was fun for the adults. The adults were dressing up. Every other house had like really elaborate Halloween decorations. And there were kids everywhere. I had to drive like five miles per hour through that neighborhood. So I didn't run over anybody's like, um, tooth Fairy, or whatever that kid was dressed as, but it was it was really nice. It was really nice, and I think all kids deserve to have that opportunity, no matter if they live there or not.
0: And you were in BG, right?
1: I was in Bowling Green. Yep, I was in the Bird Streets specifically, which is some subdivision right outside of Bowling Green, like Our, at the
0: edge. So I know. I, I guess this loosely connects to the the, the election, uh, or at least what data I'll add to how it could play out. I think you know that for a while now. I I I've I kept saying, I keep seeing these very believable polls where mm-hmm. it says like sixty to seventy percent of people, no matter the noise on Facebook that you hear, sixty to seventy percent of these people polled are being extremely cautious when it comes to who and what they're socializing with, mm-hmm. and that seemed to play out. Um, no, like I didn't have my light on because I was like Saturday was sleep in Saturday, but I heard no commotion outside like I didn't hear trick-or-treaters at all now there's not a lot of kids in my neighborhood Uh um, but I heard nothing then I spoke to my brother and he said trick or now this is back in Philadelphia, he lives in a neighborhood. Uh, he said trick-or-treating has been going back up in recent years, but they only got four kids or six wow. kids, one family of four. And then I spoke to a girl who I know who lives in Bedford. Now if anybody is going to throw caution into the wind, it's going to be in Bedford because COVID be damned. But she's, <laughs> now she said also some a bunch of people had moved out of her neighborhood recently, but not many people came by there either so you're the only person that i directly know of who was in a neighborhood that was uh that was buzzing pretty well and that's not surprising for bg it
1: yeah it was well so even i guess my brother's friends live in bg as well but they live towards the main street area and they actually came over and their daughter trick-or-treated with us uh, because it really is like just a bunch of streets of just houses um, that and there's a lot of kids in that neighborhood in the summertime. I remember I went over there once um, in the spring while all the kids were supposed to be like home learning and there were kids everywhere playing basketball, riding their bikes, playing like near the street. (laughs) I mean, there's just kids everywhere. And it was, I mean, it was busy. It was busy. You were constantly walking, like having to separate the sidewalk between people walking past you and you walking up the sidewalk. Almost every single house, um, almost every single house, they weren't directly handing out the candy. They were putting the candy on a table and they were sitting at least six feet away from the table and just telling the kids to grab a couple. My greedy little nephew, Colin, was literally grabbing handfuls. His bucket was so heavy, he couldn't carry it anymore, but he just refused to let anybody carry it for him. So he fell over a couple times and his candy went everywhere. It was pretty funny
0: um lesson learned
1: <laughs> he was like i said honey do you want me to carry it no auntie no and he would just keep going in his little astronaut costume um kids every i mean they were everywhere and the parent everybody was outside it was really it was the one of the better halloweens i've seen in a long time Good. it reminded me of my childhood it was so nice
0: yeah I, I thought you know once we got through once we knew what we knew about you know covid stuff even back in in august it. it Halloween seemed to be fairly safe because it's mm-hmm. an it's an outside thing. Mm-hmm. There's ways around directly handing things. You're not, you know, it just seemed safer of many of the, the the usual activities that we could do. Now, I would say Thanksgiving, Christmas are a whole whole nother thing. Thankfully, right. I, don't, I don't really have to worry about either, but I'm glad um, I'm glad kids got to do their thing. My brother uh, they have Phoenix. Phoenix is like 7, maybe 8 years old, mm-hmm. and holy shit. Uh, he and Tracy, my brother's person, I didn't know this. Usually, I think they like to keep this for me because they think I'll get too judgy, but they went to Disney last week.
1: Uh, I know somebody that's at
0: Disney right now. They said it was kind of busy, but they what the, they didn't even really go to the parks. They just hung out at the resort, I guess to get away because Tracy gets all these great deals on airfares and oh, yeah, she's like okay. a Disney plus 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 member. So I, I didn't have an issue w- with it. And uh, again, we know so much more than we knew when these when they went like back in March or April, but yeah, they were in Disney last week and then Phoenix was bitching that he couldn't go trick or treating. So my brother and Tracy took him to like party city in his costume and was like, pick out whatever you want. I'm like, ask ask any four-year-old frozen fan you can wear a princess outfit whenever you want and go to target and there will always be candy
1: that's true they told you to keep your judgmental comments to yourself huh
0: (laughs) not really i mean my my dad told me last week because i asked him i said i said uh, it was thursday or friday i said what's going on I said, what's up with Paul? He's like, yeah, mind in the house. I said, Or I said, are you going over the house this weekend? He said, no, because Tracy went to Disney. So my dad doesn't want to, my dad's being very cautious. So if mm-hmm. Tracy brought anything back, my dad doesn't want to be over at the house. So that that's how I found out. If not, I would not have known at all.
1: There was, I would say that there was a lot of, I could hear, you know, a lot of like um, comments about COVID though this weekend. So there was a lot of people at their house, like, oh, DeWine's going to get you. Like a lot of passive aggressiveness um, where I could tell they were leaning in one direction compared to another. And that neighborhood, you know, historically, there's lots of, not that I correlate the two, but there's a lot of political signs for Trump Pence in that neighborhood. So yep. Yep. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't shock me. But I was, I would need, I didn't care, you know, that day. My Andrew, when he's really happy, he likes to shout that this is the best day ever. And he said it like three times. He's like, this is the best day ever. And you know, Andrew's a diabetic and uh, type one. And so it, it was nice for him to have a day where he could have normal kid candy and do what everybody else was doing. So I was was, happy.
0: It was a nice night for trick-or-treating, not super cold or anything like that. So I'm glad that some kids who have been cooped up for a long time got to go out and see their friends. Mm -hmm. So it it worked out well. Now, hunker down, everybody.
1: Oh, my God. That is exactly what I said to Thomas. We were on our way back from something yesterday, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to hunker down. That conversation didn't go well, but that's another day.
0: Yesterday, (laughs) I went downtown. Uh, I took Diddy and Andre to go see Abby and Matt and Melissa and as we got out of the car when we parked downtown it was gusting really hard mm-hmm. as we drove back it was snowing mm-hmm. and i thankfully i think that that's going to be offset because we're supposed to be in the 70s next weekend <laughs> like but, four days yeah but all i was thinking is like ah, oh, this year this early does not bode well for for how i manage cold weather throughout the uh, throughout the fall and winter.
1: So, I'm in my um, like honeymoon phase with snow where I'm happy to see it. And I'm like, anytime the season starts to change, it makes me really happy. And then three weeks later, three weeks to a month later, it all goes away. So, um, but I am very much looking forward to just the general atmosphere of the holidays this year. Like, I do at least want to spend some time with my family if, so long as it's safe. And I'm like, we all agreed that we're not going to make any excuses about it and we're going to try to enjoy each other because we need it so bad. Um, And it was like, we were all thinking it all at the same time. So when we had that conversation, it was like, yes, we need to be together. But, um, Ooh, there's a spider on the wall right now. And I don't, Oh, it's eating all the other bugs there. Oh my God. No,
0: (laughs) my God. Did you just throw a stapler at it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, one of these days, if, if you post, now I've got to burn the house down, I'm going to show up at your house with gasoline and matches, and I want to watch you do it, you fucking coward.
1: No, you know, the only time I said I was going to burn the house down was when I caught a look at um, what our firefighters looked like in our county. That was years ago before <laughs> I met Thomas, for the record, before I met my big hunk of a man.
0: The, o- the only, I don't mind spiders, I actually, if I see one in the house, I, I won't necessarily kill it because it's keeping the other bugs away. Uh, it's the long slithery things. Those oh, mother- stop it. Those oh, stop. motherfuckers, those fast ones, they have to die. Because, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, um, some of the more serious stuff now, um, local Coca-Cola workers are on strike and I've, I th- I've done as much homework as I, I can on this. Um, I saw it going around on Facebook yesterday, but there was nothing to click on. I just saw support your local Coca-Cola workers. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I saw a story from Christina Williams at 13 ABC. There was another story on WTOL, and the best I got from it was they went on strike last night or this morning at 12.01 because they they believe they are frontline workers and they would like to be treated better. That's the best I got out of it. And two things. Um... Like with me, you know, it's it's always messaging like you got to <laughs> uh-huh. message things right. Like the the blade has I in my the blade, uh, the blade paper endorsed Trump, but the blade doesn't do a great job messaging between the writers are different from the blade and who owns the blade. And uh-huh. why should you support the blade and their union? But it, it, it's a challenge. It's a muddy process. And I don't think the beginning of this strike has been messaged really well. In mm-hmm. fact, it's—I re- don't know if I would—I would never tell anybody to go on this on strike the day before historic election because nobody's going to pay attention to it. And I want to hear more about this. I don't know how many people like you—you you and I were texting—will be so sympathetic to um, to beverage workers at this point in time. And it's not just sodas like there's Mm -hmm. energy drinks there's waters it's beyond it's be it's beyond diet coke coke zero cherry coke and coke um and that's not to belittle what they like if they're being treated poorly i I hope that this will work out for them but i just i just see a couple of strikes no pun intended against them at this point and that's with the very little info that i can see
1: the only thing that right like without knowing i think that it would be important for them to provide some context as to what is actually happening? What are the conditions that you're being asked to work in that you feel like you are not, you're, you know, you're in danger or you're not, you know, supported. This is an opportune time considering COVID cases are the worst that they've been. I think we were at what, like 95,000 cases in, in a day this weekend. So like COVID cases are the highest that they've been. So this could be opportune if you feel like you're not being provided adequate you know, PPE or something of that nature. So I agree, it's the messaging because we're all just kind of scratching our heads, like, okay, what is this about and why? You know, why now? Yeah. But um, if it and and it is the messaging. I mean, that they, they had, there were opportunities for you to deliver, for them to deliver it in a in a more, I don't know, in a way that we could all. Get behind potentially.
0: (laughs) Yeah, two strikes. The messaging has sucked. The timing has sucked, and it. it, Sometimes it just could be circumstance and and just bad fortune. But so -hmm. far, I don't feel like this thing is off to a great start. I know somebody sent me the thirteen ABC story story that they video that they took video of on their phone and i think they spoke to one worker and it was not any kind of like lead union member right um so yeah i I want details i want details the the last time there was a strike that we were talking about it was the what saint v's strike the nurses strike yeah yeah the nurses the big nurse strike that
1: lasted
0: for a while it lasted for a while they were out on uh uh, Cherry Street every day. They they mm-hmm. wanted to be compensated for hours. They didn't want other workers. Like there, I don't know how accurate all of the information was that we were getting from mm-hmm. either side. But at least we got something. And on day one, you should have your your stance clear of like I want. We want one, two, and three. We're willing to maybe concede a little bit here. Here's what we've not gotten over the last eight months. I mean, you gotta have the messaging like that's that's all it exactly. is. There's a lot exactly. of shit, a lot of shitty causes. And politicians and political offices that have been achieved over the years with really good messaging and a bad substance.
1: So hopefully, you know, hopefully in the next couple of days when everybody's like, what's going on here? They can catch on and, and get their get their shit together. But as of right now, it's a hit and a miss. If. Swing and a miss, sorry.
0: If anybody even sees. Mm-hmm. That's like, true. Like just, it's just bad timing with this. Like, I, I don't have, I didn't plan anything for the week. I, uh, I have a talk with Jen on, on Wednesday and I have you it, do yeah, uh, like St. Pius uh, in oh. Ottawa in, in Ottawa Hills. Okay. And I kind of have in the back of my head, uh, I might have to cancel I, now. Not that I, I, think I will need to come in, need to come in to work. Not that we have any, we don't have any news talk stations or anything. But mm-hmm. if things are wild and we need to get, you know, information out to the public, I might have to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen will be, you know, understanding of that. But yeah, I've kept my my week open because it, doing what I do, it can be a, a pretty hairy week. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, again, it's going to be interesting for sure. I mean, we're all um, Thomas's extra like, you know, don't don't go out and do too much tomorrow. Like, don't have any plans. Stay in the house. And I was like, well, my doctor's appointment's Monday, so I should be fine.
0: Right. Um, so we weren't nominated at all for podcast in the city papers. Best of Toledo.
1: It's not. I'm like, how are we how did you win last year and not get a nomination at all this year?
0: I pushed it pretty hard the last couple of years.
1: You did? I don't think I noticed at all. Um, what, or I think I noticed you say it once or twice, which might be your version of pushing pretty hard because you don't talk about that stuff often. Or Right.
0: Like, well, I, I did a lot of social stuff and and, mm-hmm. was, and tried to tried to keep engagement going online, but I, I just don't care anymore. One, because I mean, you got to pay to go to it, and it's a popularity contest, and mm-hmm. at least for the podcast, I'd like, like Jesse's 419 Grind podcast to win because he put so much into that to make it work. Um, and like, uh, what radio show got, uh, which radio show of mine got nominated? The one that isn't here anymore or the afternoon show?
1: Yeah. Cause so. it doesn't say,
0: <laughs> right. like, it's all over the place. I
1: think it's just you. I don't think it's a radio show that gets nominated. I think it's just when people think of Q, I think they think of you. Well, that's good. Yeah.
0: Um, so it, it, it's whatever, you know, it's more important uh, to other to some people than it is others Um, a guy a friend messaged me today and showed me the radio show one and uh wanted me to vote for him and i and i will but you see the weird categories in this thing like it's just about clicks how how many clicks we get? like that's that's the business and it it goes back to the larger thing that we might have discussed last week it's so hard to get the truth anymore because everybody's going to be louder and wilder than everybody else that's why we've got where's the best place in toledo to break up
1: So I I don't like, you know, in the past, like I thought it was something that was actually pretty cool. I know when I would go to restaurants and I would see their best of the best, I would share that. Like, so if I'm recommending, you know, I used to go to Swig all the time. And if I was recommending Swig and I said, well, they were voted like 2017 Toledo best of the best. So I feel like they're pretty good. You know what I mean? Where when I, at least when I look this year, I'm like, what the hell is this? What is this? What is this? You know, and it just, it I think it doesn't, it invalidates the, um, I don't know, it, it just makes it not as... There's less
0: integrity there.
1: There's less, exactly, exactly. And I'm like, whose idea was this? Like, how did this get all the way up to, yep, let's put it out there. You know, I, I, I felt like, you know, the best of the best did have integrity. Um, and I won't say up until this year. I mean, I still think that it does, but it's certainly getting lower the bar is is lower
0: yeah yeah and there's a lot of awards that if you dig up you might not be that thrilled to win um but it it, it each is unto his own if somebody was like this is awesome that i've won this for x amount of years in a row and blah 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 or this is the first one or this is the third one and this is where there was like real challenges in the category good for you but Mm -hmm. it's it's not my thing anymore like been there done that thank you and all that
1: sure Sure. Well, that's good of you because I feel like you're pushing, you're definitely pushing the four one nine grind and I've listened once or twice. Um, and you know, they, they have good stuff. So I look forward to hopefully seeing them win.
0: Oh, we got some breaking news here. We do. What is it? Uh, from at Toledo famous on Twitter. Ugh! I was directly exposed to COVID. Now I must quarantine for 14 days. Mm, So yeah, Floyd got any, did you see his tweet or have you spoken (laughs) to him?
1: I have not spoken to him. I actually saw him share the post Hamburger Mary's. So Floyd performed at Hamburger Mary's in Grand Rapids, Michigan for their opening weekend. And literally in their opening weekend, they, in their Facebook post, they said they've been invaded by COVID. And I'm just, I know I I, obviously like, I hope like Floyd takes care of himself. There is a real concern there. It was risky to have an opening weekend in Michigan. Like when Governor Whitmer had just came out and said, I think something like no more than 50 people in in your building at one time, no more than six people at your table, something of that nature. Um, it sound, It's risky. I can't imagine opening a new restaurant right now. Um, and I know they probably had this in the works for much longer than, than COVID, but... Uh, yeah so i i saw that um and obviously i i I, it wasn't clear on if they had COVID positive people or or what but then now floyd's saying what he said so um i certainly hope that he takes care of himself because that's our buddy and i don't know it just speaks to a concern i had yesterday with a conversation for another day but um yeah i think we need to i think we're all trying to put it past us and like just put it out of our mind and then sometimes it comes back to my mind and I'm like, this is really serious. Like people are dying. Pe- <laughs> like, it, it, it's this the, is so serious.
0: It's the selfishness. It's the short sightedness. And mm-hmm. I, I, you saw today that as well, that there, there, I guess the governor is asking in Michigan places to contract contact trace or get contacts for their yep. customers. And there's all mm-hmm. kinds of uproar. Like, look, we get it. Most people mm-hmm. are going to be completely fine, but it's the collateral damage that comes with this. Like you, you'll be okay. But if you mm-hmm. get it and don't know and pass it along to a couple of people down the line, like you might kill some of these grandparents, or in this case, Floyd now just being a part of it now can't go to work. Like he's probably going to be completely fine, but his work has asked him to stay away and that impacts right. him financially. And people right. just don't see that.
1: And I, you know, and I do, I, I'll play devil's advocate and that I, I'll give some folks some credit. And um, that I also feel like there's a certain amount of self-preservation because I feel like people are literally going insane. And I understand, like, I will give you some like wiggle room for that, but it's just, I mean, what the when we put it out of our mind or distract ourselves with something else, it doesn't make it go away. And the last thing you want to do is get caught off guard with a COVID positive result and you're hospitalized. You know what I mean? Like it, people are still like the COVID cases are at a record high and I believe the hospitalizations are trickling somewhere near a record high as well. So it's not, They're getting we there. are- we're in the same place we were when we shut down. The only difference is we haven't shut down. So people don't feel like it's as they're not treating it as seriously as they should.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's some I, I don't know. I think you were in. The, were you in the podcast fan text over the weekend where the UK has shut down again?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was paying attention to you mean when I accidentally FaceTimed everyone all at once.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and
1: I caught Floyd naked.
0: <laughs> um, Good times. Yeah, I'm trying to put that out of my head because I missed a lot of messages and apparently I was told not to scroll up either because there was Philip's dick or something. I don't know. So. Yeah, don't scroll up. Yeah, I mean, I, if you if you want nah, to, you scroll up.
1: Listen, is, is, it's not a big deal.
0: Is Floyd seeing Philip's dick kind of like girls showing each other their boobs, which I know is a common thing?
1: Yes, I believe so. So the fact that Philip sent it to all of us, I think is just that kind of like, in a women's locker room like you will find some women walk around naked and they're not uncomfortable I am not one of those women but I know I will never forget the shock and horror when I went to the YMCA once where there was a lot of elderly women oh dear god (laughs) I was was a little girl and my I wasn't a little girl I was probably like 13 or 12 my mom was doing like a swimming aerobics class and I went with her and I walked into the locker room and I was like (gasps) oh You know, not that there's anything wrong with older women's bodies, like, good for you, girl, but.
0: <laughs> Just because <I> wasn't... <laughs> you have no shame doesn't mean that we still can't see that.
1: That is more naked bodies than I cared to see at that young, ripe age, um, and probably will see all at once in any public place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not. So. not I'm, I'm not a fan of that either. Um, and it's always the why. And I get it. The why has always been, I don't know, more welcoming. For for an older crowd, but I used to use <laughs> your silver sneakers. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, the silver sneakers. I've I've walked into. Uh, I used to go to the sauna at the Y that was up on Summit and Bush because it would hel- help my my muscle strains. And there'd be times I'd walk in there and. There was one time, like, I would go in there fully clothed for Mm -hmm. two reasons. I don't want to sit naked on there where other people's cheeks have been. And I was okay. The hotter I get, the better. But there was one time I walked in there. So you walk in, and these places are small. You walk Mm -hmm. in, I open the door up, and I look four feet ahead and there is an older naked man who is reading the paper and it's not covering up anything below his belly button. And I just like stuttered and stammered. It's like, you know, that, that's the closest I've ever felt to getting hit by Mike Tyson.
1: <laughs> Speaking of sauna though. And I feel like I wouldn't say that this is an opportunity for Toledo. It could be, but like just our general Michigan Toledo area, because we have nice like um, trees and fall foliage and stuff. My One of my best experiences is when I went to when I was in Scotland and I got to go on like a to a spa for a couple of days. So mm-hmm. it was a spa that had a hotel um, and it was one of the best. I'm still searching for anything similar to that here in the U.S. where I I'm not like. You know, we were out in the country. It was beautiful views. You could walk the grounds and it was peaceful. And then you had your breakfast, lunch and dinner and then you scheduled your spa treatments. And when you weren't in a treatment, you were either in a sauna, in a jacuzzi, in the pool, the heated pool or you know what I mean? Doing something relaxing at the bar. It's just the best we need. We need that. I need it. Yeah, I
0: like that. People make fun of me, and I don't think you have, but uh, what is it? whatever the gardens place is, the hot tub gardens up in Ann Arbor. Oh, in Ann Arbor. I have yeah, not been. I was Oasis thinking of gardens. going. I love that. Ooh, I love that gee. place, and people are like, do you know how many people's, like, how much semen you're swimming in? I'm like, look, I get it, but there's so much chlorine in those things. If you do go in there for more than an hour, you will be chlorinated for life. So, That's true. I'll have
1: to go up there. I want to um, do
0: that. Three, three quick last things daylight sure. savings doesn't i know it screws people up but it doesn't screw me up not like the people who who complain that at five thirty it feels like midnight like don't mm-hmm. they remember that you get light in the morning like now you're you're commuting in the morning and you're waking up to light and there's no kids waiting at bus stops or whatever or walking to school in the light but i know there's data that says there are a lot they're like there's an increase of car accidents now really yeah oh no i didn't know that i don't buy it but we I think were just Go ahead. I think people are psyching themselves out.
1: We were just having a discussion about that today. Um, and, and that, um, it's like, should we get rid of daylight savings? And I think it was Jordan. who was like, we don't even need it. What do we need it for? Well, <laughs> like,
0: I, I, I agree.
1: I don't, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. I really love fallback. So I love this daylight savings. Cause we get to fall back. I like it being darker earlier cause it just is more cozy to me, I guess. Um, But I might not like it come February when I'm just, when I have cabin fever and I'm ready to get out. Right. I don't know. Um, And it's,
0: it is dark here because we're at the end of the time zone. So in June, like it doesn't get completely dark till after 10 o'clock in February, it's dark or like in in the darkest days, it's, it's dark at like four something in the afternoon.
1: And I might not hate it if I live some, if I live like on the West coast or in the South, because I feel like. I love a good night at the bar and it doesn't get dark until, you know, nine, 10 o'clock. So that's pretty late. Whereas, you know, if it were any, I don't know, I'm ranting about that, but still speaking of which, Oh my goodness. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you guys how excited I am? I have discovered that in our family, we have an RV. Somebody has an RV that I can take across the country and I'm gonna.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the glamping in you, the gun shooting, Alex (laughs) and Thomas.
1: No, now I've been in like legitimate tents, at at least for the first time, but um, an RV where I can drive in it and my dogs can be in it and they're not like cramped up in a car. They can actually walk around or go to the back and lay on the bed. You know, I'm very excited for that. And especially now with COVID happening, if we decide that we want to go, you know, to Myrtle Beach or down to Florida in February, I feel like we can do that and just take the RV. So
0: I just, um, I'm texting you something now. If you can swing by Philadelphia, um,
1: pick up your dad.
0: Well, no, well maybe. Um, but in addition to coming back with Wawa soft pretzels, I got, (laughs) I got this spice. But there's a beer as well. French, so apparently this, this black woman at a, at a market where she's the first ever black woman to have a, a business. Ooh. Um, she does French Toast Bites. But now there's French Toast Bites Ale, and I Ooh. want it.
1: So you might actually we were tossing out trip ideas. We were literally, we were so excited for this and we were tossing out where we were going to go. And on top like three is potentially driving down to New Orleans for Mardi Gras.
0: Well, I'd love that.
1: Well, I know maybe, you would. Maybe not but, Mardi Gras. Well, correct. So it, you know, obviously COVID, <laughs> if the point of taking the RV is so we're not risking ourselves, we certainly don't want to go down to Mardi Gras, but you could potentially still have a really good time. And you know, I love new Orleans. I've
0: been there a bunch of times. So it's it's the one place everybody's like, where I would go to Miami. I would go to Vegas. I would, Mm -mm. I would go to to new Orleans for a Mm -hmm. variety of reasons.
1: The Mm -hmm. hurricanes
0: and hand grenades, and all the other things that you can only get there. I'm not a jambalaya shrimp person, but there's plenty of other food that I would love to dive into. And because of the voodoo down there,
1: the cemetery. I was going to say the voodoo and the cemetery. The cemeteries alone are eerie looking. Like just driving past them, it's just like a concrete jungle of just a couple, uh, like a couple inches of concrete and then boom a dead body like (laughs) right under there so um yeah it's a I just would go every year if I could
0: there is a comedian the Raging Cajun I think his name his name might be John Edwards but he always used to visit the station then he'd perform at the Funny Bone and I loved having him like he was the definition of southern charm or like whatever that Southern kindness is. And he was a raging Cajun. Like he had a personality, but I would love, and I think he loved visiting us because I would love him telling us stories about like, forget about Mardi Gras and uh, and Bourbon street. He would tell us the other places to go. Mm-hmm. In fact, he told us that um, he lives in what was a plantation oh, and he, 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 he is very pro everybody. Like he oh. recognized, Like what that place was but turned it into everything but that and I held him to it every year he would visit I should be like is the invitation still open to visit he's like absolutely or whatever he said in his Cajun accent
1: so that's so funny that always speaks to how similar you and I are because one of my favorite comedians was also from a, a Cajun woman from New Orleans her name was Caroline Pickard and I don't I have not actually looked her up or searched or heard from her in a long time she's probably a raging Trump supporter right now Um, but she was, she did comedy tours on carnival cruise lines. And I had been on a bunch of carnival cruise lines and she was performing there and she's this like sweet looking old lady, but what comes out of her fucking mouth (laughs) is so inappropriate and funny. And she jokes, she jokes about that. She's like, bet you didn't think you were going to hear that coming out of my mouth. Did you? And it was, it's just, I mean, it's some good stuff. She's really funny.
0: Yeah, i really Um, want to visit their show trip in the rv
1: yes that's what i'm saying when i saw it i was like you have an rv and i said it does it work yeah it works and i was like i mean it's certainly not a new one but it's not one of the oldest either i want to say it's like late 90s early 2000s um it could i mean i don't think i would take it to the other side of the country without some sort of inspection to make sure it's not going to break down on me But when I saw it, I was just giddy. I was like, oh, I was planning all these things in my head that we could do and still be safe. And we could bring our dogs and even probably toss the cat in there and just have a good time.
0: Last thing. And this is just to get off my chest. Mm -hmm. Um, Every Michigan fan I know wanted Jim Harbaugh to coach. And I told you, I warned you, I said, I don't think he can get you where you want to be, which Uh is... As good as or regularly beating Ohio State, I don't think anybody can do that. The program, due to geography and so many more things, has just fallen too far behind. But you got Jim Harbaugh, and now you want him fired. So, here you go.
1: I haven't paid attention to that to sports in a long time.
0: No, it's fine. Time. It's why I just, I, I don't like Michigan. I don't, dis, well, Michigan fans are bothersome to me if I, if I, let them into my orbit because they, they just they're so entitled and <laughs> they're acting like this is 40 years ago and it was like them and ohio state and there was no other programs that existed yeah, it was no. like them ohio state and notre dame and like that was the top of college football and it like that's not even you know there are three teams in college football and everybody else is nowhere close to them clemson alabama ohio state and I don't know if there will be good... Somebody brought up the good point that all the good coaches in, in college football might soon go to the NFL, because I don't know if you're going to have 100,000 people games anymore at these stadiums. No. And how much colleges have lost over the years. Um, so the good coaches might go to the NFL. So. Yeah,
1: that's probably true.
0: Sorry, Michigan fans. You, uh, you got it, and uh, I told you it wasn't going to work out, but... Here you are. So you can't I, you can't say you wanted this for Christmas. Get it and then spit all over it.
1: I wear Michigan gear. I suppose I am a Michigan fan, although I know nothing
0: about it. You're not. I would never hold you to that.
1: Mm, you know.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna check in with our COVID boy. Uh, if there's any oh. positive, maybe he can hop on the podcast with us since he will probably be naked and bored for 14 days.
1: You know what? That's yeah. He, he better. He better. I'll tell okay. you that.
0: All right. Bye!
1: Bye!